0: You're listening to Curated Podcast from the Beyond Infinity radio program broadcast live on Tuesdays from 11am from our Mornington studios in Victoria, Australia. Presented by me, Piers Cunningham.
1: And me, John Young.
0: One of the big things that's been in the news recently is net neutrality. And this is a really disturbing issue in some ways. America is actually legislating to wind it back mm-hmm. it was an Obama era piece of legislation that mm-hmm. sought to protect small companies from being dealt with harshly by the big internet service providers exactly. so this is being wound back it has a lot of big interests supporting it because one of the things that it's going to potentially mean is that the cost of something like Netflix may stay fairly fairly low you know it's ten bucks a month mm-hmm. or something to have Netflix in Australia is it 10 or 12. I still have the US account okay actually, so, so, yeah. it's, so look it's about ten dollars might be a little bit might be 12 one of the things about that is that that represents pretty good value and, and provided you've got a reasonable internet service and let's not start talking about the NBN at mm-hmm. this stage it does represent pretty good value now there are other vested interests that have been shunted aside by the rise of the likes of Netflix that aren't really that happy about that mm. and what they see as the way to reposition themselves and get back to the old comfortable days of when they enjoy easy money yeah, easy money good, yeah. exactly and nice solid monopolies or near monopolies is to actually have control over how much people pay for access to the mm. internet and vary the price according to the type of material that people are consuming mm. this has really got a lot of people quite uh, concerned you mentioned earlier in, in off air that uh, mark hamill well he's luke skywalker in the in the star wars franchise is a new one that's just been released He's had a, quite a big go over on Twitter, like a bit of a Twitter battle mm. against the boss of the FCC, and other celebrities and civil libertarians have actually joined him in criticising the windback of the net neutrality rules.
1: There's certainly a lot of people involved, a lot of high-profile top people. Mark Hamill is one of those. So the issue is, from here, from our perspective, the way that we're looking into America with everything that's going on, and there's there's claims of fake news and, and all of this stuff that we hear through the media, and where the media as well sort of have to try and distill the facts, but what we can distill from that is that the guy that is sort of behind the repeal of this is a guy named um, Ajit Pai. A couple of years ago, he wrote an article and basically saying that business needs to have more opportunity to improve their services by not having government-restricted net neutrality. What net neutrality is, is it treats all traffic equal. It doesn't look at one set of traffic, for example, Netflix, and say that that traffic is better or worse and therefore we need to charge more or less Mm. and Net Charlie just says everything is is treated the same the packet's the same Mm. so if you go to a website whether you let's say you go to our website beyondinfinity.com.au there should be no degradation of service compared to if you go to Facebook or if you go elsewhere other than a few factors such as your own internet speed mm. uh, or even where the the servers which host the files are located. Mm. There shouldn't be any further factors such as an internet service provider choosing to say, well, actually, if you're going to Facebook, we'll let you go at the normal rate, the same speed that you've always gone to. Mm. But if you choose to go across to a smaller site, well, actually, we want you to, to pay a bit more for that. So we're gonna mm. up your bill. Or we're gonna put you in a tiered structure. Or
0: effectively, what it'll mean is that you'll get such a slow performance anything outside the big websites that have got the deals with the ISPs that you'll have to pay extra mm-hmm. to cover you. And they'll have, as you said, they'll have a tiered payment system depending yeah. on where you want to be surfing. The audio files on Beyond Infinity are actually hosted at SoundCloud. There is the potential, I suppose, down the track that unless you've got an ISP that has a deal with SoundCloud, mm-hmm. that you will find you have very slow connection speeds and that you have you yeah. know, um, latency issues, that sort of stuff.
1: The argument is that if... Net neutrality is repealed, and there are actually a lot of things happening to try and stop it. So the Cong- Congress is actually attempting to stop what uh, the FCC has voted on. Mm-hmm. So FCC is an independent body, but government-approved body.
0: Mm. I mean, there are concerns that are being raised by some of the smaller broadband suppliers in Australia. So as, a, as a, there's a business called Aussie Broadband, and their corporate strategy manager, Matthew Kuzi apour has said quote the danger i suppose is it could be foreseeable in the future to have a scenario where fairfax media or another large media corporation will then start to buy into the telco isp space and therefore be able to regulate the information that users are able to basically consume by the internet Mm. the australian competition and consumer commission warned it would investigate telcos that slowed down access to particular websites so there is a bit of difference but most of the internet goes through the states so if there are changes over there they could well have flow-on effects to the rest of the world as well as Australia.
1: And and one of the concerns is, which I read uh, this morning, it was a little bit of a Twitter conversation that was happening is that with net neutrality and you've got, doesn't matter what site you go to, the traffic should go at whatever speed that your ISP allows you to. It shouldn't then pick and choose and say, well, you can go faster here or slower here. It mm. should just go all at the same speed. Yep. But if there is going to be a determination on, well, if you're going to this site, we'll charge you more or we'll slow you down, then what they have to do is they actually have to intercept that traffic, they have to read what that traffic is, and then they make a determination on that. So, so it they, becomes
0: a surveillance issue as exactly. well. Exactly.
1: So looking into that data, it could be that you're um, you know, getting something sent to you, might be downloading a document, for example. So they're sniffing around at that. Now, they might only be grabbing basic information, but... Even that, uh, it's like what we've got here with the metadata retention. What happens when that data is exposed? We've, in past shows, we've covered about uh, trying to anonymize data, and that has actually been denominised, and people have been, you know, medical records have been exposed. Mm, so, mm. you know, the same, we, we report on it a lot of times, security breaches, information's released. And so, again, if, if these ISPs are then going to determine, oh, well, I'm going to make this faster or this slower, then they have to read what that information is and they have to store that somewhere and that information can get out.
0: In Egypt, they basically have a very heavily censored or even blocked internet because the government doesn't like the, the, the fact that people can share information about political dissent, that mm. sort of stuff. China similar. When a country lacks an open internet, the government and companies friendly with government are able to do anything from simply blocking or banning apps entirely for example banning Facebook Twitter Skype whatsapp for censorship or economic reasons to more aggressive moves such as in Egypt's case effective shutdown of their internet service providers yep. so you're suddenly going down this track when you, you start messing with internet service providers that you are really you're opening up a whole can of worms in terms of censorship of the Internet if, under the changes that have been proposed in mm-hmm. America if you don't like a particular website that's very outspoken against say for example the Trump administration mm-hmm. then you Using the anti-net neutrality rules, you can effectively shut that down because right. you can put put the squeeze on the big ISPs to make yeah. it effectively impossible. So slow that you can't be bothered doing it. Yeah. You know?
1: Or maybe uh, something a bit more dystopian is that if you start to block out other countries and you then control your own country's internet, mm. you can start to replace the content they're seeing or adjust certain things to right. so make you know, right. fiction appear as fact. Right. Uh, so uh, look, that's a little bit more doomsday scenario. But mm. what we require is an open internet. We mm. we, do, we need less government regulation. Look at what Bitcoin is doing for currency for money. You've got less bankers involved and you've got a decentralized network and that needs to be something that the internet should be. So yep. decentralized where you can go on and be confident in what you read is true or at least true to the point of whoever wrote it, it's the same as what you're reading. It could still be fake news, but you don't want to have government influence or other influences coming in there and then modifying the message before it gets to you, whether that be for good or or, or bad. I think... Particularly if we're looking at scientific papers, if we're looking at uh, you know, research, for example, uh, that needs to be direct from the scientists, it needs to be published completely. And we shouldn't have ISPs determining whether you should see that content or government somehow interfering. We're many, many steps away. It could be a thousand steps before even close to, to that kind of reality. But by turning off the net neutrality and allowing ISPs to essentially charge whatever they like, then we open up to the new rules of the internet which can sort of feed into, they will then make the decisions and the issue for Americans particularly that have to you know facing this this problem is you know some people argue well if you don't want to get charged more for visiting a particular site then choose an alternate ISP a different provider well that's not always an option there are some providers which are have a monopoly in in those particular areas you know here we're a little bit safer we have um, a couple of really really big names and then a lot of smaller providers and so if you're unhappy with the service or the costs then you can switch And therefore, that competition can certainly help to keep some form of neutrality here and not have too much of an influence. But uh, in America, uh, if you, you're sort of stuck with uh, whatever the provider says, the ISP actually says. It's mm. like, if you want internet, you do it our way and you pay whatever we charge you. That's and they
0: fine. already have, I mean, Australia's you know even worse, but they already have pretty high uh, costs for, relative costs for internet access, mm. access in America. And they also have fairly slow speeds compared with some countries, advanced countries.
1: Certainly faster than us, but yep. yeah, there's certainly yeah, well, some advanced countries. Yeah. that. Uh, <laughs> yeah,
0: Australia's kind of the, the real odd man out uh, in terms of the OECD. Just uh, interesting to look back, uh, we've got a podcast posted on our website. We recorded back in March, The Web Turns 28. It was uh, focusing on Sir Tim Berners-Lee, who is the inventor and the creator of the World Wide Web. He has a organisation called Mm webfoundation.org and he issued a pretty stark warning about issues facing the openness of the internet one of the things that foundation is is all about is trying to keep the internet open as the original vision of the internet was back then he issued a stark warning about three big threats to the net the surrender of so much of our personal data the avalanche of misinformation and the the use of thoroughly devious political advertising and the likes of which, you know, perhaps influence the outcome of Brexit and the U.S. Mm. presidential election. You know, one of the key things that WebFoundation.org is trying to do is to keep the internet open, and I would have thought net neutrality would be a, a big blow to that. would yeah. be very interesting to see what Sir Tim comes out with in relation to there, uh, there are not many people changes in America,
1: other than big business and uh, the SSC that are supporting this uh, repeal of net neutrality. There's even been some instances where there was huge public backlash and they came out and said no you cannot do this there was many many comments that were submitted for consideration they have essentially been ignored and what has recently been found is there's been fake commenting which was suspected published by the FCC using people deceased people or elderly people really to basically support the idea of a um, you this know is the a Federal fatality.
0: Communications Commission that's right. been accused of doing that yeah so wow. look, the,
1: so the people are pointing at, I'm not pointing the finger they're the ones that want this decision and you you know, yeah.
0: they're framing it as, uh, I read a, a pretty interesting article from foxnews.com, the kind of stuff you'd expect. Mm-hmm. They regard the original net neutrality legislation introduced by Obama as left-wing mm-hmm. interference in people's lives, and they believe that the FCC, just quoting Fox News, the FCC action benefits consumers and ensures that the internet will be free from burdensome government control. There's a right-wing bunch of organisations and business interests and stuff that are Representing these changes in a very, very different light, they're saying that if you want interference, then net neutrality rules actually gave you those interference. And
1: there is a balance between you know good and bad regulations. You don't want something to be overregulated to the point where it's restrictive, but if you don't have basic regulation, then we have instances. For example, uh, you know I think the EPA's regulations have been scaled back to a degree. Mm-hmm. This is in America, and so if chemicals are poured in and harm ecosystems, well, there's no regulations to sort of to You know, mean that's a bad thing. You know, it's just business as usual. Just get on with it and do what you like. Yeah. So, this is what we are concerned about. We don't need. Over-regulated internet, but we certainly need some regulation on there. So we don't have just the people with money or the ISPs determining what we can see or how much it costs to see it.
0: I mean, even this, uh, this Fox News article, which we'll post links to in our show notes, says um, a content provider, especially companies like Netflix and YouTube, may wish to pay a little bit extra to a network company to guarantee better quality for its customers. Further, because YouTube, Netflix and other internet video streaming businesses consume lots of data compared to almost all others going online, it might make sense for Verizon and other ISPs to ask such businesses to pay a little more for their services, a little more. Well, where's that going to come from? It's going to come from the end user. And and this is just the final bit, because it's just giving the, the other view. By ending net neutrality, the Trump administration's restoring internet freedom order which is the legislation that's going to unwind net neutrality, It gets government out of the business of telling ISPs how to run their networks. This puts consumers and private businesses back in charge of how the internet operates. And with nothing
1: to police that, then that means costs will go up or services will be restricted. There's no
0: question. And they say that the truth is that net neutrality was passed by the left-wing Obama administration to give more power of the internet to the federal government. A pretty hot issue there, net neutrality. We haven't heard the end of it. It'll be interesting to see what uh, the reaction of webfoundation.org and Sir Tim Berners-Lee, the the creator of the internet. Sounds like there's some serious threats to the openness of the internet.
1: Thanks for listening. And head to beyondinfinity.com.au for the best bits from the live show or to connect with us on social media. We welcome your feedback and suggestions for future shows.